Welcome to the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast with me, Jonah. I'm a kid who loves sports. I can talk about sports every day, all day. Think you can handle that? Then stick around for today's show. My guest today is Daniel Russo, Senior Manager of Ticket Operations for the New York City Football Club of MLS. But first, let's jump into the news. Our first news story, the NBA Championship just finished, and the new NBA season has started again. One week in COVID has taken out plenty of players, canceled games, and made us miss the Disney bubble. The Houston Rockets did not even have enough players to play a game. Looks like it is going to be a bumpy ride for the NBA this year. Next in the news... A major losing streak. The Pittsburgh Steelers went from being undefeated and the number one seed in the AFC to fighting for the lead in their division in just three games. The Steelers crashed back to earth, losing to the Washington football team, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Cincinnati Bengals. It's been quite a drop. For most of the season, the Steelers look like the best team. Now, they cannot even beat the Bungles. Our next news story, time to go bowling. College football bowl games have arrived. At a time when players, teams are losing games to COVID, the NCAA marches on, intent on getting bowl game dollars. They are so desperate that even 2-8 South Carolina was invited to play in a bowl game. Of course, it's 2020, so they backed out of it last second because of COVID. I guess we'll always have to wonder if a two-win team could have a chance to win a bowl game. Strange news alert, it's Christmas time and kids everywhere had the same question. Would it be safe for Santa to stop by this year? Will Santa be able to visit me in coronavirus season? Asked six-year-old Paxton during a CNN Sesame Street town hall. What if he can't go to anyone's houses or near his reindeer? Luckily for children everywhere, the nation's top infectious disease doctor is on the case. I I took care of that for you because I was worried that you would all be upset, Dr. Anthony Fauci responded. So what I did a little while ago, I took a trip up there to the North Pole. I went there and I vaccinated Santa Claus myself. I measured his immunity and he is good to go, Fauci added. He can come down the chimney, he can leave the presents, and you have nothing to worry about. Looks like even with all the problems of 2020, Santa Claus still came to town. That's it for the news. Our next segment is unscripted. Some shows have a mystery crate or a fancy producer to give them content. Me, I have a lucky Patriots hat. I'm going to draw out some news and opinions on the week and give you my unscripted reaction. These are not just hot takes. They are in fuego. The first question is... Was it fair to keep undefeated Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati both out of the playoffs? No, it was not. Because Ohio State, who is number three, has played less games than Coastal Carolina, and they are both undefeated. 
Coastal Carolina even beat BYU. So I think because Coastal Carolina has played more games and are still undefeated, they should have made the playoffs, not Ohio State. Question number two. The Jets made the Jets move, winning a game and losing their number one pick. Who will have the number one NFL pick by the time the season ends, and who will they draft? Well, I think the Jags will have the number one pick because the Jets screwed it up by winning against the Rams last week. And the Jags will select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, out of Clemson. Number three. The first impression. After one week, who do you think will win the NBA title in 2021? Well, it's hard to say because it's only the first week, but of course, the Lakers are looking amazing with adding Dennis Schroeder and having AD, Anthony Davis, and King James. And the last one. Seattle picked the Kraken as its NHL team. If you started a new program, what would its mascot be? Well, I would obviously not pick the hockey team or the football team because that just sounds dumb. I'm looking at you, Washington. I would pick the novel, the unicorn of the sea. And that does it for Unscripted. Our next segment is Stick By Your Picks. For those new to the show, Gabe and I dissect the NFL schedule one week at a time. We pick our winners for five games each week. These are ironclad picks. That's right, we are very confident. We will not change our minds or our picks, no matter what happens between now and the game. Our lawyers have asked us to let you know that you should not bet your house on our picks. This is for entertainment purposes only. This week, we are doing a two-week special with week 16 and 17 of the NFL season. All picks were made and recorded before NFL week 16. Now, week 16. Anato, tell us the first game. The Dolphins travel to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. I think the Dolphins will win this one because they just came off the win against the Patriots. And the Raiders just lost a heartbreaker to the Chargers. I agree with you. The Dolphins will win this one as Derek Carr will not be 100% as he is coming back from a groin injury. And also, what is the next game? The Bills travel to play the Patriots. The Bills will crush the Patriots. As the Patriots were eliminated from the playoffs, so they have nothing to play for anymore. I agree. The Bills will win this one because the Patriots have not looked like a good team this year. Anato, what is the next game? The Denver Broncos go west to play the Los Angeles Chargers. The Broncos will sweep the Chargers in the season series as Justin Herbert and the Chargers will choke just like last game. I disagree. The Chargers will win this one because they just came off an amazing OT victory against the Raiders and the Broncos just got blown out by the Bills. Announcer, what is the next game? The Cowboys, America's team, play host to the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Jalen Hurts and the Eagles will destroy the Cowboys because Hurts has been amazing these last few starts. I agree with you. Jalen Hurts, who's on fire right now, will go on the road and win to get even closer to hosting a playoff game. Now I'm to week 17. Announcer, what is the first game? The New England Patriots tangle with the Jets. The Jets will lose this one because they are not going for the win. No, they want the first round pick of the 2021 NFL Draft. The Jets will lose this one because they are not going for the win. No, they want the first pick of the NFL Draft next year. I agree with you. The, the Patriots will demolish the Jets who are tanking for Lawrence. Announcer, what is the next game? The Chiefs play the Chargers. The Chargers will come out and shock the Chiefs. Justin Herbert will dominate the Chiefs secondary. I disagree with you. The Chiefs will win this one as Kelsey, Hill, and Mahomes are an unstoppable force. Announcer, what is the next game? The hot Tom Brady takes on the Atlanta Falcons. The Bucks will win this one as Brady does, want, does not want to play the Saints in the first round. I highly disagree with you. The Falcons will not choke on this game. They will beat the Bucks in Tampa Bay. Announcer, what is the last game? Mile High Stadium. The Las Vegas Raiders come to play the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos will demolish the Las Vegas Raiders as Drew Locked and Loaded will come second place in the AFC West. Wrong! 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 Absolutely wrong! The Raiders will beat the Broncos as they will try and end the season on a good note. And the Broncos are out of the playoffs anyways. So are the Raiders. And that does it for Stick by Your Picks. And we'll give you our totals at the end of the season. Now it's time for Perfect 10, Sports Trivia with an Attitude. We have arrived at the moment you've all been waiting for, the Perfect 10 Championship for 2020. Our two finalists are Jordan and Zach. Both of them won three in a row to make it to the championship. Now, they'll go head-to-head -to, -head to prove who's the champ of 2020. The format will be best two out of three rounds. How are you guys doing today? Good. 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 Zach, Jordan, are you ready to rumble? Yeah. All right. Our first question is, name three teams Randy Moss played for. Zach. Zach. Patriots. Um, Vikings, um, uh, the Broncos? Nope. Jordan. Jordan. Patriots, Vikings, Patriots yeah. Vikings, and Raiders? That is correct. Oh, the Raiders. Jordan oh. is up 1-0. Question number two. How many Super Bowls combined have the Vikings and Bills won? Jordan. Jordan. Zero. That is correct. Jordan is up 2-0. The next question. 
Question three. Which NBA team has won the most titles? Zach. Zach. That is correct. Zach has won Jordan two. Jordan still in the lead. Question four. Who won the MLS Cup this year? Jordan. Jordan. Um, LA Galaxy. That is wrong. That's Zach, the you have an answer. The Seattle? I don't know. The Seattle no. team? That is wrong. The answer was Columbus Crew. The score is still two to one. Question number five. Who is the only black NASCAR racer right now? Does anybody have an answer? No. Okay. The answer was Bubba Wallace. The score is still two to one. Jordan is leading. Question number six. Who is on the cover to Madden 21? Jordan. Jordan. Lamar Jackson. That is correct. Jordan has Jordan has gone up three to one. Question number seven. Who beat the Bucks last year in the Eastern Conference? Zach. Zach. Um the you have five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Never mind. Do you have an answer? Saints? No. Wrong <laughs> sport. The, oh, answer, the... the answer was the Miami Heat. Oh, I was. Oh, my gosh. Oh, basketball. Oh, Milwaukee. Yeah, basketball. I was. Yeah, oh, Milwaukee. my gosh. Yeah, I was the Heat. Oh, I was thinking about football, too. Question. The score is still three to one. Question number eight. What college did Michael Jordan go to? Jordan. Jordan. North Carolina. That is correct. The the score is now four to one. Question number nine. Name two of the four teams in the college football playoffs. Zach. Zach. Um, Ohio State. Yeah. Clemson? Yeah. Alabama. That, that is it. You got oh. the point. Nice job. Now the now the score is four to two, Jordan. Question number ten. What team will get the first pick in the twenty twenty one NFL draft? Jordan. Um the Jaguars. That is correct. Jordan is up five to one. And Jordan has won this round. Jordan has gone up one zip in the rounds. Now, Gable will be doing round number two. This, Jordan could win on this round, or Zach can tie it up, and they can go to the third round. Okay. You guys ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Question one. What college did Magic Johnson go to and win a championship with? Jordan. Jordan. Um, Notre Dame. That is wrong. Zach, do you have an answer? Um, no. Okay, the answer was Michigan State. The score is still 0-0. Question two. What two NFL teams always play on Thanksgiving? Zach. Zach. Cowboys. Yeah, one. And the... 
Washington football team. Wrong. Wrong. Jordan. Jordan. Uh oh. Cowboys mm -hmm. and Chicago Bears. That is wrong. You guys. Exactly. Oh, oh, can I, no, no. Can I do it? You it's got wild. the Dallas Cowboys right, but the other team was the Detroit Lions. Oh, I'm... the score is still zero zero. On to question three. What team drafted Lamelo Ball? Zach Jordan. Jordan. Magic. That is wrong. Zach. Zachary. Hornets. That is correct. The score is one zero. Zachary is leading. Question four. Name one team which has never been to the Super Bowl. Jordan. Zach. Jordan. Um, Jaguars. That is correct. The score is now one one. It is tied. On to question five. What sport does Tony Hawk play? Jordan. Zach. Uh, Jordan. Skate. What? Skateboarding. That is correct. The score is now two to one. Jordan is leading. Question number six. What sport did Michael Jordan quit? Bas quit? Uh, Baseball. That is correct. Score is 2-2. Two, two. On to question seven. What is the stadium called that the Miami Dolphins play in? Zach. Zachary. Um, Hard Rock Stadium. That is correct. The score is now 3-2. to two. How many teams are in the NFL currently? Jordan. Jordan. Zachary. 30. That is 32. Jordan. 32. Jordan. 32. That is correct. The score is now 33. It is tied. Question number nine. What golfer has won the most majors in golf? Jordan. Jordan. Tiger Woods? That is wrong. Zach? Zachary? Um... A golfer? Um, yeah. Phil Mickelson? That is wrong. The answer was Jack Nicholas. On to question 10. What country does Leonardo, does Leonardo Messi play for Jordan. in the World Cup? What, Jordan? Argentina. That is correct. The score, uh, the score is 4-3. to three. Congratulations, Jordan. You have won the perfect 10 this year. Tournament of Champions. Yeah! Thank you. Now, Jordan, you are receiving a gift shortly. Congratulations on the victory. And for all, for everyone, for anyone who wants to play next year, email me at littlemanbigmouthshow at gmail.com. Welcome to a special Heroes and Zeros end of the year event. This episode, we will announce the lucky individuals going into the Hero Hall of Fame and telling you who will live on in infamy as part of the Zero Hall of Shame. So let's begin. There were many tough choices for the Hall of Shame. Standout zeros from this year include Dabo Sweeney, earning double zero status for blaming FSU after canceling a game. For those who don't remember, Sweeney's own player tested positive, was allowed to practice, and was the reason the game was canceled. COVID-19 played a big role for many of our zeros. Who can forget Lou Williams choosing chicken wings over the Clippers, 
Tom Brady demonstrating a lack of leadership by practicing in public, and the high school football coach who ignored protocol so that his team could practice. But the winner, or really the loser, receiving a place in the Zero Hall of Shame is the one and only Dan Snyder. Owner of the Washington football team, Snyder spent most of this year in serious hot water for his inappropriate behavior and terrible team culture towards women. His response? To change his team's name from the terrible slur Redskins to the Washington football team. While this might have redirected some of the problems, it created another one. The football team? The only thing worse would be a racial slur as the team name. Dan Snyder destroying Washington football is our zero of the year. What a zero! On the happier side, we have several people entering the Hero Hall of Fame. First is Lauren Duvernay-Tardif, offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs. A doctor, Duvernay-Tardif earned hero status for sitting out this NFL season so that he could be on the front lines battling COVID-19 in Canada, risking his life to help those in danger. A second hero is Manchester United star Marcus Rashford. At a time when many are only thinking of themselves, Rashford gets his this honor because he created a campaign for free lunches to kids in poverty in Great Britain. Rashford continues to campaign to make sure that all children have food during this terrible pandemic. And finally, Sarah Fuller, star goalkeeper for Vanderbilt University, earns a spot on our Hall of Fame. Fuller gets this honor for being an inspiration to women everywhere. She stepped in this year to the role of place kicker for the Commodores football team. Becoming the first female kicker to play in a Power 5 football game and the first to score points in a Power 5 game as well. These heroes gave us much needed boost for this difficult time. Thank you to Duvernay Tardif, Rashford, and Fuller for lifting our spirits in 2020. Let's hope we have a better year ahead with more heroes than zeros. Now back to you, Jonah. My guest today is Daniel Russo, Senior Manager of Ticket Operations for the New York City Football Club of MLS. How are you doing, Dan? I'm great. Thanks, Jonah, for having me. You're welcome. So can you tell my audience about your position and what does it mean to be involved with ticket operations? Sure. So uh, New York City Football Club, first of all, is, um, is, was the 20th team in MLS. Uh, we joined in 2015, was our first year. Um, and uh, so that's a brief overview of the club. Um, and then so my role uh, in ticket operations is essentially uh, a really, way to really make it just boil it down to something quick is, is the, the back end of all of ticketing to make sure all the tickets work. So um, there's a lot of, of prep work um, and you know, uh, not so much practice, so to speak, but we do a lot of stuff like behind the scenes beforehand to make sure that things are right for payment plans to be charged, for uh, things to be shipped out, for the tickets to be printed, for tickets to work. Um, so when oh. you come to the games, they'll, you'll get in no problem. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of technical work on the back end with uh, the ticketing technology, which we use Ticketmaster, 
um, and just in general, all the things to, to kind of make sure that the things function for the fans. Um, so it's not so much anything with, with the team or, or the player, so to speak, um, you know, directly, but it's, it's mainly so the fans enjoy their game and, and they get in so they can watch it. So do you interact with the players as well as the fans? So more so the, the fans, um, mm -hmm. the players on occasion, um, you know, they, they've popped into the office maybe once a year or every now and then you'll, we'll see them where we have a, a summit, uh, you know, before the season starts to kick off and get everyone ready to go and one of them will yeah. pop in and answer some questions. But in terms of a one-on-one, -on -one, like me interacting with them, it doesn't really happen. Um, and oh. that, it's funny. It's, it's one of the things that, it, you know, working in sports, you kind of have, probably have this in vision of what's going to be and you're going to hang out with the players and um and I, on the, the sporting side or, or the, the the team side that that does happen where you see them and you interact with them and you help them and do things like that but in the business side where i am um not so much interaction with the players oh. uh, but with the fans um every game day uh where you know they come to the window for customer service help to make sure that if their tickets work or if they forgot their tickets to get in the game um and then even walking around the concourse you know because i have a uh, professional badge from the club that shows that I work for the team. Occasionally yeah. people will stop me and ask me for questions and things like that. And so I'll point them in the right direction somewhere in Yankee stadium. So you just uh, suggested questions. What questions do fans ask you? I mean, it's, it's a lot of uh, the normal stuff you think of, like, where's the bathroom, you know, where's this concession stand? Where's this section? Um, those are probably the most of them. And truthfully, I don't get out into see most of the fans until the second half. So most of the times it's more like, I'm looking for this st this stand, or I'm looking for something specific like that, and I'll help them out. Um, because for what we do is obviously, like I said, to get us to get everyone in the building, right? So everybody yeah. can enjoy the game, watch it. Um, me and my team really work primarily up through uh, halftime. Is our, oh. our our big like gates open? So we usually open gates about an hour and a half before kickoff, um, and then through halftime is like our Super Bowl, right? Like for each yeah. game, because we got to make sure that everyone. It gets there, gets their ticket scanned, gets in, gets the seat and watches the game. Um, second half, you know, occasionally we have people trickle in or there's some questions in the second half, but um, usually you can count that on one, maybe two hands of the amount of people that, that have any questions at the box office um, but prior to getting into the game at that point. Can you tell us a story about a, a unique question you had? Not so much uh, unique questions maybe, but uh, a lot of times people will be will come to the windows and be upset about not being able to bring certain items into the, um, into the stadium. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so that's more of the, you know, it, it's listed on the, the terms and conditions of what you're able to bring in. Sorry if you can hear my dog in the background. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's more just the kind of things like that. There aren't too many weird questions, at least not that I've gotten. Um, okay. I bet our sales reps that, that do interact even more so with the fans would probably have more stories. Okay. Uh, but me, myself, I don't quite have that, so. So you said you, like you walk around, like make sure like everyone's in in the game and watching. Do you get to watch the game? I do. Um, not too much. Usually about maybe fifteen or twenty minutes of the game, I, I can go out and um, and watch. Because even once most of the people are in the building, there's still some reports I have to run and, and some procedural things to, to get done before the game actually ends. Um, so typically, like if if um, you know family or friends are in attendance of the game. Second half, I'll, that's when I'll pop out into the concourse, go take a, go take a swing around, say hello to them, uh, maybe sit with them for 10, 15 minutes, and then I'll come back and I'll finish stuff in. Um, I actually end up watching a lot of the game, though, on the TV in the box office. Huh. Not, even, though I'm, even though I'm at the live game, 
I tend to watch a lot of it on TV. <laughs> so how has COVID impacted your work? Sure. So um, outside of one time in August that I popped into the office to move things around, I haven't been to our office, in, which is in midtown Manhattan um, at all, basically, during this entire pandemic uh, since March 12th. We actually had a game um, at Red Bull Arena, part of the CONCACAF Champions League on March 11th which I actually went straight from home directly there. So the last time I had been in the office prior to that was March 10th. Um, but so in terms of the, the my day-to-day, -day, it was, a lot of it was the same, you know, cause a lot of it's on the computer, yeah. a lot of those technical things, right? Um, building price codes, making things correct for, for the tickets and everything. Um, but obviously we weren't printing any tickets. You know, we didn't have fans in the stands once mm -hmm. we were out of the bubble, when they we first had a bubble down in Florida and Orlando. Um, but it, it was, it was a unique season that I, you know, I got to watch every game on TV. And I, even though I just told you, obviously I watch games at yeah. home, the home games on TV also, but from the confines of my own couch. Um, so it was unique to, to kind of see everything from that perspective. And, you know, just like with every other sports league, we had zoom rooms and things like that with the fans. But um, as far as what I did, um, it was a lot of prep work, a lot of things, you know, trying to prepare for if we came back into market um, yeah. and had fans, which we didn't know because we, you know, we know uh, Governor Cuomo in, in New York was was certainly um, you know extra precautious, extra cautious, and and uh, you know prepared and, and more and relatively so, I think, for you know making sure things were safe. Um, but you know, the thought was, who knows, maybe at some point we'll be able to play uh, with fans. So we had to prepare for that, as if we might have some sort of socially distanced fans um, for this year or this past year in twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of it also is preparing for 2021. Um, you know, now that uh, 2020 has been uh, is done, we have a, a new MLS Cup champion in the Columbus Crew, um, and, and now we're looking to 2021 when hopefully we can have. Um, not sure if we'll have full capacity right away at the start of the season, but hopefully at some point during the year, with all the vaccines that are coming out, we'll be able to have uh, be able to have fans. Um, you know, things seem to be trending in the right direction, which is good. Um, but it all, all comes down to the local government. Um, we're at their mercy. So, uh, and obviously we'll, we'll follow the rules as, as they, they line them out. So teams like the NYC FC, are they adding crowd noise or other effects to make up for the missing fans? So I know, um, I know some of the, the, like the NFL games were doing that. Um, I believe we, we did, um, it was something that it's the, the broadcast partners that would decide that. So that would be a yes network decision. Um, oh. We play our games usually on net and yes network um, or Fox or Univision or Unimas, whatever the, mm -hmm. the, the channel we happen to be on at that time. But um, I believe there was some, some pumped in noise. There also were some games where there were fans, not our home games, but um, I know like there were teams in, you know, in Texas that in, in Florida that were able to have certain number of fans. And so, uh, for those, I believe they did not have any pumped in crowd noise. I think it was just the fans over there. Oh. Um, but but for the ones that were completely empty, um, I think they kind of I know they, they kind of tried some and some with it, some with some without. Um, I don't know how many games they, they ended up doing it with, but but that was more of a broadcasting decision than anything with the, with the club itself. Do you know if the players were affected with like the crowd noise or like no fans? Um, so I, I don't know personally that I, for me speaking with them. Uh, but from what I've understood from some of the readings that I've had from the, uh, you know, the ESPN and things like that is, is that they said they were, um, oh. you know, maybe not so much, um, 
so much of the play on the field, but they definitely noticed it, I guess, is what it, what it really boiled down to. That they, you know, they said that it's not the same. Um, you know, they missed the fans, missed the passion, um, you know, especially like at the end of the year when, you know, like they're just hoping that they can be back there with some fans at some point. So they're looking forward to 2021 just as much as everybody else is to get to go to the games. They want to be able to see everybody there um, and, and interact with them and, you know, high five with them after the game and, and just that camaraderie, especially in soccer, it's, it's a unique uh, fandom and, and, and culture. Right. So um, I think that that may have been actually the sport that actually possibly missed it the most. Um, just thinking of because of that interaction with the fans and how close they usually are. And you know, at the end of the game, I'm pretty sure it's the only, um, it's the only sport that I know of that they go when they, you know, they applaud the fans at the end of the game um, to, you know, they go to their supporters and they, they applaud them back and say, you know, thank you for cheering and all that kind of way. Um, and it's, been, it's been interesting to see, you know, from MLS and even with the Bundesliga in Germany and, and uh, I'm a Tottenham fan. So I watch the PL games. Um, so like, there's a lot of different things that, you know, different leagues even are doing different things. So, so let's talk about a different sport. You worked for the Brooklyn Nets and now for NYCFC. What are the differences between working in the NBA and the MLS? So, well, the, the, one of the biggest differences is, um, number of games. So we had, uh, in the NBA, there's 44 home games, including preseason. Um, MLS is only 17. Oh. So your work schedule is a lot, a lot less um, in, in MLS. Um, but, but, you know, basketball is different, obviously. It's one of the nicest things. And, and I never was selling tickets in MLS, you know, directly. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, one of the things that I, I've heard, and I even tell this to family and friends that are thinking of maybe coming to a game, um, you know, at MLS with, them, with NYCFC. And I tell them, you know, it, it's, the beautiful thing about soccer is it's two hours. You can set your watch to like, there's, there's no overtime. I remember one game, um, forget who we were playing, but the Nets were playing somebody. And it was a, I think like a Tuesday night game started at seven or seven 30, went to triple overtime. Oh my God. And the, yeah. So the game, I don't remember exactly when the game ended, but I think I got home around 1am. Oh, um, I, I lived in Manhattan at the time. And next morning I had to be at the office at eight 30. Oh. Um, it was a Wednesday, regular Wednesday for us. Right. So it's, it's a lot of, um, not that there aren't long hours, because I spend very late hours at, at certain times of the year, especially with uh, working with NYCFC. Mm-hmm. But the NBA, it's kind of more of an unknown, right? Because it's the games, you know, can they don't end in a tie. Right. That that's the biggest change, probably, is the fact that you know there's there's the the cut and dry. Like if the game starts at seven, you know you can leave by by nine. <laughs> there's this, unless there's some crazy amount of stoppage time, you're out of there by nine o'clock. Yeah. So. Um, that, that's probably one of the biggest differences from, from being there. Plus my, my role was different because I worked, I worked with the fans. I was in sales and service for uh, the Nets in New Jersey and Brooklyn. And then now being in operations, I don't interact too much with the fans, but still a little bit. Yeah, it's, different. it's different parts. Yep, absolutely. How did you become interested in sports management? So I believe my mother actually uh, first, first told me about it. Um, I grew up like many kids in New York wanting to play uh, for the Yankees. I guess some other kids may have wanted to play for the Mets, which is fine too. Um, but I, I was a lefty. So I always thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to play first base and that'd be great. And you know, I love Don Mattingly and Tina Martinez. And those are my guys growing up. Um, but once I realized that I didn't quite, couldn't quite hack it yeah. <laughs> um, hitting wise at all in baseball. Um, and my mom mentioned, you know, there's, 
there's the business side of sports and there are programs at universities that, that have this. Um, that's actually what led me to, to apply to of other places along among other places, Ithaca, which is where I ended up going for my undergraduate degree of sport management. Um, and so I was really just thinking of, okay, like I'll, I'll do this to get, to get a job working in sports. So where would you like to be professionally in 10 years? Well, uh, so currently, I mentioned this earlier, so currently we're playing Yankee Stadium um, and among other places because we played at, I think, so I've been with the club since, I started a month before the first game of our existence, oh. so February of 2015. Um, we've played at City Field, Yankee Stadium, Red Bull Arena, uh, which is in New Jersey, Rensselaer Field, which is where UConn plays their, their football games in Connecticut, um, Fordham University, and St. John's, I think, I think I got all of them that are wow. for, for our home games. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, uh, a lot of work on, on my part of my team to build out those manifest stadiums. But so to your question in, in terms of for, for 10 years, I'm hoping that in 10 years time, we have our own stadium. Hmm. Um, I've been hearing things left and right, you know, for the, the almost six years that I've been with the club. Um, and certainly we've been hoping and, and praying that we would get our own place somewhere in the five boroughs to, to build and call home. Um, I mean, playing Yankee stadium and, you know, for me working Yankee stadium is really cool growing up a Yankee fan. Um, but it would be nice to have our own stadium. I mean, it, it was, I've seen it being with the nets, you know, my two years in, in New Jersey with them when I started, it was in uh, at the Prudential center. So it was just a stopgap between Izod and, and Brooklyn. Yeah. And, and it's, not that your print center is great. It's a great arena, but having your own building that, you know, that's yours, right? Like, you know, you're the primary tenant. You're going to get to do everything you want to do. Um, and it's, it's nice. And so I'm very much looking forward to hopefully, <laughs> hopefully before 10 years is up, but um, at least in time in the 10 years to, to essentially be running, you know, all the ticket operations, um, you know, maybe a, some sort of higher level there uh, for the stadium. So for stadium and NYCFC. And so that means, concerts that we have there um you know if there's other sporting matches like rugby or whatever else uh, and just different things you know um co you know commencements because i know the yankee stadium does nyu maybe we'll we would have our own if we had our own somewhere in five boroughs so um just doing all those different kinds of things in and so the stadium which everybody's been waiting for um you know i'm now six years in waiting um but ho hopefully before 10 years 10 more years is up we'll have our own place but that's that's probably that, you know, looking towards that goal of, of doing more within that. So I love soccer, or I guess you could call, could call it football. Sure. Um, will, will the MLS ever catch on like the Premier League in England? I don't know. So it's definitely growing. Uh, I mean, we're, we're expanding. I think uh, Austin comes in this year. Um, I think Lewis, Charlotte, and Sacramento are coming in in the, in the next few years. After that, Miami just came in this year. Um, so there's, there's certainly there's certainly a buzz. There's certainly a demand for it because we wouldn't have all these expansion clubs if there was not enough demand. Um, and, and it's such a great sport because if you wanted to, you could pick up the ball in the street and just play. And, and, and that's you know, that's part of why it's you know the world one of the world's if not the world's biggest sport. Um, that being said, I it's gonna it'll definitely take more time. Um, you know, in in the UK, for instance, it's really cricket and football, soccer, right? Um, those are the main sports. Like here, you got the NHL, uh, the NFL, MLB, NBA, mm. college sports, 
Um, you know, e-sports e- 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 is now becoming a big thing. Um, so like there's, and, and I'm sure there's a few others that I've obviously forgotten, but like there's just so many more avenues and opportunities of, of sports to play and to, uh-huh. to cover um, that it, it won't happen maybe quite as, as fast, but I, I do see it uh, growing still in popularity. And, and I, I, I think the commissioner, um, I think I've read somewhere that he, he said like 30 teams, like I think, I think they've, they've gotten up to 30 teams that are going to be coming in at some point over the next three or four years. Um, sorry, up to 30 teams. So another like six or so. Um, I don't think he's capped it at 30. So I think he's, he thinks there could be even more that come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so MLS could keep growing and, you know, there's the partnerships with, with, um, uh, Liga MX in Mexico, where they have the, uh, the Campeones Cup uh, they recently created a couple of years ago. Um, obviously, CONCACAF this year, LAFC. I think they, <laughs> I think they play uh, tonight. Um, so, you know, that would be great, if, great for them to win, uh, for an MLS team to show that, you know, in, in the CONCACAF region, they, an MLS team is certainly up there. And, and one of the things that really with MLS is, is growing that not, I don't think many enough people maybe know it as much because the numbers aren't quite as high as, you know, hundred million pounds and in, in euros that are and others transfer windows, but there are, there are very large, you know, million dollar transfers for MLS teams. And, and that's something that never would have happened 10 years ago. Huge to, to show that growth. Yeah, true. Um, one last question. If you could play any sport professionally, which one would you choose? Oh, wow. Like I said, growing up, it would have been baseball, but I think now my fandom for soccer or football is oh. where, I, where I would actually want to play wow. play there. Um, you, know, I, you know, every Saturday morning, I'm getting up in the, at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock or not, whenever the game is, is on for when Tottenham plays and, and – um, you know, as much as it's a heartbreak sometimes because they've ripped my heart out and stomp on it sometimes, it's also great to watch and play. And it, it makes me love the sport and, and then want to play and be like some of those players. And, um, you know, they, they just make it look so effortless. Right. Oh, so yeah. um, you'd love to do that. But, but if it was, if, if it was one of the, you know, core, core four sports, mm-hmm. so to speak in, in the States, I'd say baseball. And I was always a, you know, to me being a first baseman was my, um, my dream when I was a kid. So I'd say probably that is another one. Well, thank you, Dan. I really appreciate you being my guest today. As part of every interview, I ask my guests to take a short rapid fire quiz. I will give you two options. You will choose the one that you like the best. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Being inside or outside? in the day but probably outside huh. car <laughs> or motorcycle uh, car chair or couch couch soccer or football football <laughs> pool or beach beach it has changed over the over the course of my life <laughs> <laughs> netflix or amazon prime uh, i gotta go netflix because i'm constantly on there <laughs> hot dog or hamburger hot dog thank you and my listeners really want to know what is your highest score in bowling 
161. I'm not very good. <laughs> um, it's one of those things that I, as long as I break 100, I feel better about myself when yeah. I play. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. Ed. It was so much fun talking with you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. This was a blast. That was an awesome conversation with Dan. Now, what would sports life be without lists? Bupkis. So here's my list of the day. Top five things I'm looking forward to in 2021. Number five, seeing fans in the stands. Number four, going to a game in person. Number three, not hearing the word bubble for referring to sports. Number two, Bringing back the high five. And number one, leaving 2020 behind. All right, thanks for joining me for this edition of Little Man Big Mouth Podcast. This is the last episode of 2020. Check out our next episode when it drops next year. Until then, see ya. Follow us on Instagram at Little Man Big Mouth Show. You can find the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Listen, rate, and subscribe to let others know how much you enjoy the show. This has been a Hefeweizen Podcast Production.